jamming out real quick, man. Jamming out real quick. Okay, we got one more. One more track. If y'all want to skip, y'all can skip. Doing some preparations. Going to jam out real quick before we go into this uh, Monday episode. Y'all know. Y'all dig it. Something, little something, something, little something, something. Little something, something. Little blast from the past. Little blast from the past. I made this around this time, too. Probably like five or six years ago. Classics. Hold on, hold on. This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. Hey, man. Jersey Judah. 
I guess this will be considered a bonus episode. The reason why I'm doing this episode now is because I'm already in my vehicle. I already have everything that I need to go to work to get this fucking day over with. So I might as well pack in another episode to share while I'm on the clock. Because the episode that I'm doing tonight, which will be about an hour and some change, will be dedicated for the following day. All right. Still got some things going on here. Y'all might have to give me another at least two minutes, three minutes maximum. But I, I, I don't think you guys will mind listening to another track from your boy, Jersey Judah. So I'm not going to play too much of this. This will only be about two minutes of this. I called this instrumental the seventh chakra. I made this at least three years ago. Jam out. Tune in a little bit. If you don't want to listen, fast forward. But be right back. Jersey Judah officially back. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I was rolling up. I was rolling up these blunts. I was rolling up these blunts because, um, you know, when I have to go to work in like the next, what? 20, 25, 30 minutes, I'll have everything set. So when I got to record in the afternoon or when I got not in the afternoon, I'm technically recording now in the afternoon, but this is for like five o'clock. Um, when I record tonight for tomorrow morning, I'll have everything situated, everything ready to roll, ready to rock. I'm ready to rock right now. Are you guys ready to rock? I am. All right. Yeah, the Crimson Capsule Chapel back had a jam session in the beginning. I hope y'all enjoyed it. A lot of those, a lot of those uh, beats and instrumentals were made years ago. Some of them were made recently. Haven't really gotten too much time to put together a lot of instrumentals within the past. I don't know, two three months. Every year, I pretty much focus a lot on the podcast around this time. Um, this time around, no exceptions, um, throughout the weekend, we put together about eight episodes or at least eight recordings in which breaking down the probably five or six episodes total, um, this weekend, um, two hour pieces, nothing less pretty much, um, at the most, or at the least we'd have an hour and 46 minute episode, but pretty much two hour episodes. Um, right now we're just kicking back. Doing something for the evening. 
or technically nighttime. And the reason why I'm doing this now is because it would make more sense for me to do something now connected to it. And then later on, I guess I will have to dig up something else. Matter of fact, I have a lot of things that I could go through. I technically do have options here, but I just have to make sure that I don't delete anything today. Um, I don't want to delete anything. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm going to have to end up going through something later on anyway. So that's I think that's what I'm going to end up doing or be able to have an article or something to go through. I always bring up articles, but I haven't been going through articles in some time, man. I have to apologize for that. I may have to make up for that later on tonight. Today, we just got videos. We got Pokimane. Y'all know about Pokimane? A lot of the simple eights, a lot of the betas, the beta bucks, the beta buck the luck type guys know about um, Pokimane. Um, this is the bitch that all these um, soy boys just crave and, you know, give multiple millions of dollars to. Um, she's scamming her fans, allegedly. This is from Playback. These niggas are funny as hell to listen to. Uh, we got Playback. Pokemon is scamming her fans and calling them broke. God damn. We're going to go through that. Possibly wanted to go through something else, but I don't think that topic is kind of fitting for that. So I may save. I may, in fact, save that episode. I may say that episode or save that audio for later on tonight, depending on what options I have when this is all set and done. But without further ado, playback. Check them out on YouTube, all right? They block! Talking about Pokimane scamming her fans. Let's see what this is all about. You want some cookies? Do I? Yeah. Oh, man. How much do you like spending on cookies, man? Ah, not too much, man. Not too much. How much? How's $8 for 28 grams? You said a weed house? And so Pokimane dropped her new brand, her new company, and she's selling cookies, man. Great for her. Uh, new business, man. You love to see it. Businesswoman. Oh, businesswoman. Yeah. Oh, not no new businessman. New businesswoman. Yeah, all right, bro. The woman. Get it right, bro. Right. bro you know they already call it feminist? You know they call it Oh, sexist, shit. Ooh, a whole comment section, man. No, they're not. Spam it up in there, man. <laughs> hey, so Pokemon dropped a new brand, a cookie company, and that's pretty wholesome in and of itself, man. You want to buy the cookies, buy them. If you don't want to buy them, don't buy them. Is it right here? Yeah. It's this... finally here. Introducing my new company, Minus Snacks. Mm. I can never find a perfect, healthy snack that tastes good. So I made one for us. The midnight mini cookies are made with real non-GMO ingredients, plus added vitamin D. This nigga's really plugging. You know what? I'm going to respect it, but I'm going to move forward. I'm going to respect it. I'm going to respect it, but I'm going to move forward. I, I can't. I can't. A lot of vitamin D. Oregano is the most delicious thing ever. Basically, made this brand because why are there not more snacks that are simply healthy, tasty? Like I told them since day one, I am never, ever, 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 ever selling something. All right, so I'm gonna have to do something with this audio. So give me a few seconds. This should help the situation a little bit better because the audio is definitely wacky right now. Hold on. Unless it is tasty. Realizing that, wait a second, you can make things that are both good for you and tasty. Why do we need to be at extreme ends of anything? We basically made this brand because why are there not more snacks that are simply healthy, tasty? So yes, we never compromise on taste, but we prioritize health. But you know what's so funny? She, she's talking as if like she was the first person to ever think to herself like, damn, I really wish it was a healthy snack that tastes good. <laughs> why hasn't nobody ever contemplated that? <laughs> that's like, that's advertising. Man, you know how that shit goes. Y'all being too literal now. You know. See, this is my thing, right? You don't see a lot of hip-hop artists. There are a couple, actually. I will give credit where credit is due. You got um, D-Block um, with the juice, with the juice station. I forgot what they called it. But they got they got they got juicing going on out there in Yonkers and Brooklyn and all different places in New York. 
I mean, there is a lot of health alternatives being promoted by so-called celebrities. But, you know, it's better than advertising a cheeseburger, I guess. Right. So you kind of have to look at it from the from the root. You would have to see it in that way. These healthy snacks, they just don't taste good. But all the good tasting snacks, I know they're not healthy. Somebody, you know what? There have been food scientists on this planet for decades and generations at this point. And I'm just so perplexed that no one's never thought about it. The reason why people attribute because you just sat here and you made it seem like it was this long, extensive process. But out the gate, it looks like it's the exact same thing from another country. So you sat there and said it took you two years and you made it seem like it was so extensive for you to find and refine this, this, this formula that you needed to get to get you a new product. But no, it seems like it's the same product. You even said it yourself. It's, similar, it's the same manufacturer. So why would it take you that long to refine something where the only difference is vitamin D? Nigga, the the, nigga, the, the cookie size, the, the ratio of, of, of quantity is all the same. All the percentages are damn near the same. The only difference is that it's 15% vitamin B. I think that was probably the most deceptive part is it was kind of pitched like it's been something she was working on for yeah. years. Whole time, it was like, it wasn't. It just fucking flat out wasn't. And apparently she just partnered with a company that had an existing brand. They made a couple minor adjustments to it and they called it her brand. And I personally think business-wise, there's nothing wrong with that, but you can't sell it and pretend like this was some baby you've been working on for years and then turns out this is what leaks on the internet. It just... Well, technically, she could do that, and this is why. See, you guys just said it. She's a big name. So these guys who may have the product, or ladies, whoever is really responsible for this item... They could say, hey, do an advertisement, you know, promote it as if it's yours because you're the name. You're the people. You are the person that people look at constantly. Right. So, like I've said before, I haven't said I haven't said this in a while, but when I talk about like YouTube and how YouTube is designed, the streamers are the ones who are supposed to be doing the advertisement, meaning they get to a certain point to where they can select who they want to spot or who they want sponsoring them, what products that they want to promote. And that opens up the market because if you got if you got an item that is dumb as a cookie, right? But you have a woman like Pokemon who's worshipped by a bunch of simps. Every stream getting multi thousands of dollars there's a lot of light bulbs going off right or not going off there's a lot of light bulbs being turned on like wait we can market this we can make this worth money she's not a stranger to a lot of people it's like we lacked transparency completely so then you would think the stuff would die down and then she got on stream and said this I say this one last time It makes my brain boom when people are like, oh my God, $28 for cookies? It's four bags. That's seven, seven dollars a bag. I know, I know math is hard when you're an idiot, but uh, like if you're a broke boy, just say so. Anyways, move along. <laughs> so, and see, this is the problem with a lot of female content creators, especially those. And this isn't towards all female content creators, but more like the skin hustlers. You're just hustling skin, right? You're uh, a modern day prostitute in a lot of ways. You get to a point where it's like, well, fuck. Um, what, what are you even doing then? If you're if you're going back and forth with people about the product that you advertise that's bad for business. So if you're calling the people who are potential buyers or who could have been potential buyers broke because they don't have money to afford $28 of cookies, I'm thinking that these niggas is talking about marijuana or something. You know, cookies. Y'all know the company. What the fuck? $28 for what? Stop it. Stop. So then that really pissed people off. 
And she said it's a joke, which I think it is a joke. I think to be to be fair, it's, it's obviously it's just a distasteful joke, and especially because let us be honest, they are on the higher end. Like, it, and and I, in all honesty, you, I'm pretty sure she thought it was some validation behind the pricing because she thought it was you know this this passion project she's been spending two years on. You know, she got someone with 20 years experience. You know, it took a lot of time to refine and curate all the the, the love and passion as well as the new ingredients and then formulate. <laughs> I'm saying when you spend that much time on it, of course you probably think it's a higher price. That's why she should have said it. But to make it seem as if like people complaining about the price point is insane, no, it's not. It's a very common like come that's on, like, gourmet prices though. Yeah, that's that's what that's what I'm saying. That's it's, gourmet. Like so if, she if a chef it, cooked that up at a restaurant type prices, almost yes. Like and so if you're gonna put that in a bag, the only nigga that I know that could pull this shit off. Would have to be none other than Chef Ramsay, Gordon Ramsay, without a doubt. This nigga makes some gourmet cookies or whatever the fuck has his name on it. Yeah, that's selling for twenty eight dollars. Oh, that's facts. That's big facts, and I'm buying it. And sell it in volume. Here's a reasonable thing to say: Hey, we don't have economies of scale. Once we start making more of these, we can get the prices down. And it's higher quality ingredients in these. And people would have been like, oh, "Okay, cool. If I want to spend that much money on healthier cookies, I will." And vice versa. Yeah. You know who did that? Mr. Beast. Where he his his chocolate was way higher priced than Hershey's was. Yeah. But he just explained like the quality ingredients is significantly higher on these, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And then people enjoy the taste of them. Yeah. So they don't taste as sugary and as unhealthy as Hershey's does, but they taste good and it, it has a niche in there you feel me and so like and, that's, not, and that, in all honesty that's the niche that she should be attacking she's already making something that is unique that even she said by her own admission is hard to find no so, no that's not I'm, 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 no, no, I'm saying I was gluten free no, 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 that's, that's what that's what she said I'm just saying these things are hard to find and that's how you should have pitched it but claiming that people are broke because they don't want to spend that much money on your cookies is crazy yeah I'm not gonna lie I didn't have so like we sell apparel and our apparel is even sold in Zoom. It's the best selling thing in Zoomies, Damn. which is crazy. Last time I was in Melbourne, people were like, oh. you know, the AP stuff, and they have like a big thing in the front of the right store the front, now, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So, like, um, our stuff is more on the premium side, too, especially the stuff we sell on the website because mm-hmm. it just costs more to make. And I'll be honest, bro, we, it's hard to match Nike prices, my nigga. Having this type of conversation kind of doesn't really help the claim of exposing another person. So, and people know this. I, I listen to like niggas like Whack 100 and shit. And if outside of all of the street shit he talk, if you listen to him, he really be trying to plant seeds and give niggas ideas. Like he was talking about how he met a guy, but he exposed the business. That's his problem. He exposes the business. Um, he met a guy that got these, you know, sweatsuits. He had the sweatsuit connection. They're, they're cheap, natural material, natural products, hemp made. He was bringing up all this shit, right? He was bringing it up to none other than Adam 22, who nine times out of 10, this nigga spaced out on mushrooms, whatever this nigga's on. He hide up. He don't know. He ain't paying attention. But see, he wasn't paying attention to the marketing right there. If you get somebody who's going to actually give you clothing and material to use for, uh, you know, graphic shirts and all this shit, if you can get the prices knocked down 75%, that's all money. So you got nothing but sweatsuits. You got nothing but T-shirts. You got nothing but hoodies, but with natural material, raw materials, right? Raw materials. Raw material or raw materials. That does sound like a dope clothing, uh, clothing brand. Raw materials. But it's it's the idea that... You know, there's a lot of people out there who are considered innovators. Nobody knows about them because they don't have really a platform or a place to bring up certain ideas and certain plans for inventions and all that type of shit. You got to think there's probably like a fifth grader or a sixth grader who's invented something already. And I'm not being sarcastic. There's a fifth grader or a sixth grader who's actually invented something that could possibly be game changing and useful. We just don't pay attention to it. Right? Something to think about. 
obvious reasons that we cannot get into, but it's very hard. So that's just something you communicate. Like we try and price it as best as we can and then we sell it. And then if you enjoy it, buy it. If it's too expensive, that's fine. Ideally, we're trying to also create products that are on the more affordable side. In my opinion, I think it's a little lame to price people out because you want exclusivity. So we just believe in people being able to buy it, but that's not always possible because you're competing against companies that are doing everything in their power to draw their prices down. Yeah. So look- hey. It's the idea that you're competing against anybody when in reality, if you're selling something to market your brand, you're just selling something to market your brand. You're not selling nothing in the terms of a clothing brand. A clothing brand has people who's involved in the machine who puts together graphics and ideas. You are just a person branding and promoting your channel and promoting whatever else you got going on. So you may not be focused on having the most exclusive quality, you may just want to have a t-shirt. Okay? You want the graphic design to be legit. Shit that's not going to fade out, shit that's not going to wash out, nothing like that. You're going to put in more money for that. That's just how it works. And you may put in more money for something than what you get in return. So there's also that risk. It's like these films that come out, right? These films that bomb, these wokeified films. These wokeified films put in hundreds of millions of dollars and they're able they're not even able to 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 balance 20 million box office sales. Right? So all the money you put in may not may not be enough and you get in return. That's kind of the risk in that too. So it's like clothing and all that shit, that's really like where you can have your own individual way of looking at things, but you would also have to look at the way things are being marketed today and how clothing is being marketed and what is clothing like and where is clothing, uh, uh, where is the material originally from? Are you getting it from China? Are you getting it from India? You know what I mean? Hey, that nigga's broke. But like, <laughs> imagine if you said that. Yeah, that would be crazy. That would be so crazy. Niggas would be like, whoa, you are so out of touch and out the loop and et cetera, et cetera. Now, so like, but the other part, though, is that if y'all did say it, though, I think there'd be more yeah, leeway. 100%. Because y'all, that's just the way that y'all troll. Another yeah. reason why people feel this way about Pokemon is because the way her, the way that she presents herself on the internet is in, in the light of like, oh, I can't do any wrong. Or not even, I can't not say I can't do any wrong, but I, I, if I'm not mistaken, she's criticized someone for doing something very simple to this, no? So like yeah, like you you you've done you put yourself in a situation where of course specifically think, she criticized the kick content creator and said I wouldn't do something for a bag because I already have money. Yes, remember that clip? Yep. Mm -hmm. So and when people sit here and say this, you've already pigeonholed yourself into this type of ideology or this representation on the internet to where you would never say something like this, even if it's in a joking tone. So when you say it, it, it takes people aback by like oh my god the X Y Z da 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 da. But yeah, to be fair, even if and y'all if y'all were to say it. Which I think would be more receptive to a more joking tone. Even y'all wouldn't still say it because it's, it's, it's just a, it's just a, it's it's a crazy thing to say. It's just and if any of my friends said that, I'd be like, bro, nigga, like I get the joke, my nigga, but stop. So some people took that opportunity to jump to Pokemon's defense and say things like this. Kai Sinat spent his stream yesterday going up to women in GTA RP servers asking if he could fuck them for hours. Yet the news today is a woman snapping back when people harass her about her product. FYI, $7 a bag is totally normal price for healthy gluten-free snacks. If people are incapable of seeing how two large streamers both doing shit things on the same day, but only one of them gets reported on as a bad take, I don't know how to help you. Don't be blind and say what Kai was doing just RP, it's still harassment. So the brain dead thing about that is it was role I, I don't really care about none of that. <clears throat> I'm gonna be honest. And like even, like, I'm a video game fan, right? The role-playing shit is just not really my cup of tea. In fact, if I'm playing online, I'm, I'm most likely playing Call of Duty. <clears throat> I'm most likely playing Battlefield. And I'm not... I don't got my headgear set. I'm not I'm not chatting back and forth with people like, yo, man, go in the back. We'll do this strategy. Like, nigga, suck a dick. Let me play the video game. I mute everybody. This is what I do. I start playing a game. I hear a six-year-old or a sixth grader yelling at his mother, going back and forth with the mom, telling him to pick shit up off the ground in his room. You know, I, I, I go, oh, okay, pause. 
options, mute all, continue. That's it. No reason for me going back and forth and dealing with these fucking toddlers playing video games. I'm just trying to play video games. This whole weird generation where it's like, you know, I don't know what the fuck you call it. Um, what do they call it? Role playing, RP, role playing. So they play GTA online. They meet up. They got their own gangs and shit, and they all meet up online and they go after other people. It's like really stupid shit, but they they make it. It's now a trend. It's on like streaming. Like people that stream video games, when they play GTA, they're usually playing online and they're usually playing like role play. Um, there's like weird simulations where you play a police officer or, you know, you can get pulled over by the cops and all this other stupid retarded shit, whatever they do. I don't get it. But anyway, that's what that is. Um, I got to go in here and grab something to drink. So I might as well play this before taking my journey. I'm just getting ready to go to work now. So by the time y'all listen to this, this will be about three hours ago is GTA role play and you shooting a shot in role play with a woman and then her either accepting or denying you is just content. None of them take it disrespectfully and if anything, they appreciate the attention because a bunch of people flood their stream because all of them stream and that's added attention, feel me? To the point where like, when you role play, a lot of times streamers just get sniped. You'll get a lot of attention just from interacting with that streamer role play. So he's not harassing nobody. <laughs> just, the same way like, if I pulled up to you in GTA and I shot you in the face, yeah. you be like, uh, agent harassed low. That's breaking news. Agent Zero just that's uh, the interaction. Bob the man on GTA RP. Somehow, we're going to correlate that to someone in real life saying criticizing people again in real life and calling them broke in real life. Again, so, and again, I don't, I don't really think it's, it's that big of a deal what she said. It's more so just again her perception. But no, those are two different things. Like, I don't know why y'all sit here and make these arguments, but I, I guess. So that part is annoying because you're dragging someone else's name into it that really has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Literally zero at all. Zero. And then the second part is, is you're trying to normalize $7 a bag for cookies. I ate gluten-free for four years. It's true. Gluten-free shit is indeed more expensive, but it does not inherently make things healthier. You can have non-GMO gluten-free filled cookies. She chose to make them gluten-free, which makes her shit a premium price point. That doesn't mean you can then turn around and call the people that buy it broke. That's a dumb take. That's a terrible take. And if Pokemon said that, she would be getting eviscerated on the internet. But the people who are online trying to cancel her are the people who, again, are part of her community who are sensitive enough to be offended by what she said, so they're going to cancel her. I, again, I don't agree with what she said. It's not the right way to do it. Not even like in a, in a technical standpoint. Like there, there actually is an answer to why the price point is where it's at right now. She just explain why that is and keep it pushing, right? I understood what she was saying was a joke. I, I mean, I don't, I didn't get too much offended by it, but the problem is, this is what happens when, yeah, you you build this type of brand, you build this type of audience. I know for a fact because my audience is like, like. Yeah, they master talks. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, they're, they're my comment section. Every single time I post something on Twitter, it's, it's crazy. Oh, I know. So, so my 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 brand is going to be way more forgiving for me saying certain things because that's the type of audience I have I've breeded over the years, and because people just know that we're just joking. So if I were to say something along these lines, then we were probably more so taken as a joke and not to be offended by. It. The same thing goes with Kai and the RP that the, the idiot take that I just heard, the idiotic take that I just heard, because it's the audience. She's giving this much backlash essentially from her audience and the way that she has represented herself to the rest of the internet through over the last, you know, five, seven, eight years where people have gotten familiar with who she is. So that's why she's getting the hate. But the reality is where she just made a, a really bad joke when it was an actual legitimate answer to something. And she should be way more reasonable, understandable that the average person is not going to be able to spend that much money on a bag of cookies. It's actually very reasonable to believe that. Let us know what y'all think in the comment section down below. I feel like Pokemon always finds herself in these situations. And I feel like she's so disliked sometimes that people be using these opportunities to dunk on her. But I don't like trying to make things more than what it is. This is not like an emergency story, my nigga. This is just something distasteful, completely unnecessary, and out of touch. If you guys enjoyed the video, make sure to drop a like. All right, so my question is this. So if they made a video about a situation that's bad and out of touch and all this, what would that say about them? Because, like, to me, this is not even, like, noteworthy shit. So I'm glad I'm playing this shit now. I'll just have to do a little fishing around um, when I get into this building and start working.
um, another video to go over later. But to me, this is like when you have women like who do OnlyFans who are like selling bath water or like who are selling like stupid shit like that. Bitches selling panties for like five hundred dollars. To me, that is kind of like noteworthy because it's like, wow, like guys are really burnt out. For a woman who would typically do this type of shit, by the way, you know, who would, I think, you know, she's in that caliber of women who would go that length to make the money. I personally don't see this as much of a big deal. All right. She has a non-gluten product. Y'all niggas know how expensive that shit is. There is a point being made. Um, her way of going about it was obviously out of pocket. But what do you expect from a woman who's only made money? revealing her body and teasing men on on fucking stream and only fans and shit like that like let's just be honest i'm pretty sure she has an only fans so i really don't feel out of pocket saying all this but what i am going to say is i think our interpretation of how these women view things is night and day so like I can say something like, oh, well, a woman taking her clothes off to make money is a little out of pocket when it comes to a man dating. But for a woman who's already sort of figured out whatever she wanted to do in life, that may have been her route. Who am I? Who am I to truly judge? I'm going to have my opinion on it. I'm going to definitely have my opinion. But I'm not my my judgment of it is just in a sense of where these women get to a point where maybe they don't want to do that anymore or maybe they're no longer doing it, but they're still dealing with the effects. You know, what I mean, now now you're dealing with the effects of it, the aftermath. You may have never you may you may have never even thought about the backlash and how you would be uh, perceived years later because of the situation. Now you're pretty much a sex object. Whether in the game or out of the game, you're the sex object. And they see you that way because of how you project yourself. But instead of taking accountability and acknowledging the fact that due to the decision making that you've had in the past, it will affect you and haunt you in the future. You go about promoting this agenda for these women to go out here and turn up and be sluts. Be more sexually liberated and be nothing more but attention whores. What ends up happening is you're you're not helping the cause, you're you're further destroying it. Women now, I mean, women are taught to be self-destructive. And I can bring up numerous examples. I just don't believe that the video we heard was a situation that could be used as like one of those ways to prove what I'm saying. Like it's even even like the boss bitch mentality, right? All right, so you got a woman who's making her own money. Now, of course, due to that, due to that way of thinking, she's going to be competing with a lot of men, right? If she chose that way and she's comfortable with that, she's more productive than the bitch opening her legs for money. And that's just the truth. That's the reality. A lot of women are just productive. A lot of women are just known just for opening their legs. Even the, even the top celebrities that you can mention, they're in those categories. Where, yeah, they got to a certain level, but, you know, there's a lot of stories of how these people got to that certain level. You know, you see what I mean? So, where women today... Like even even the modern women today, they really don't have what you would consider um, genuine talent because of the people who scout them. 
the people who scout the talent that's out there are they're looking for the people who are the most desperate they're looking for the people who want the most attention and they're looking for the people who are willing to do whatever it takes to get it so it's no longer really based on primarily talent you know talent is almost out of the question when you have a bunch of entertainers and a bunch of celebrities who are kind of subpar in terms of talent, but in other ways they're seen as an asset and this is why they get the attention that they get. Um, Sukihana, Sukihana, whatever her fucking name is, she tried to expose it, but it didn't work out well for her because she's already in the business. She can talk about how she never sold she never sold her soul or signed a contract. But we all know what the music and what the music promotes, it's something entirely different. It's no longer a situation to where you can look at it and go, well, you know, this can just be a term of words or this can just be a way of words to try to get attention, which I believe, um, shout out the THPP network. And by the way, shout out to uh, Playback. Y'all niggas know I'm on, I'm on my route to work. It's uh, 1.30 right now, so I guess I'm going to be at work 15 minutes earlier, so I'll still have enough time to finish this episode while I'm in the parking lot, and my black ass ass is going to be right back in the car in the parking lot when the time comes to do uh, the night episode that I'm doing for tomorrow morning, Um, but there's some celebrities that you can kind of see and go like, all right, these people, these people did certain things to get to where they're at. Like, I don't think it, I don't think it's real. I don't think there was anything organic about them being scouted. I think there was other things in mind, other agendas. Look at, if y'all been paying attention to little Nas X, there's a big rumor going on with little Nas X the supposed openly gay slash bisexual rapper because for a lot of people in the beginning they didn't know that in the beginning he went by being bisexual before being, you know, gay. So a lot of people speculate that this person is not who he say he is. In other words, he's not he's not gay at all. He's actually straight. And the problem was in his situation, he wanted to go to the higher. He wanted to go to the higher level, so he thought that if he would just say that he's gay, he would get more of a you know a chance. And they pretty much fucked him up. They fucked his head up. They had him doing videos twerking on the devil. Y'all remember that? Now looking back, it all sounds like some shock value type shit to where motherfuckers was really just doing this just to try to come up and for shock value, but he found out the hard way how the music industry works. So they're going to whore him out. That's what they're going to do with Lil Nas X. They're going to whore him out. You dig? They're going to whore him out. It's going to be messy, man. Because you know how the industry is. Hold up. You know how the industry is. You can't make it to the real party because somewhere if you if you're not a homosexual, they got they got a filtering out process. Okay. Just to remind you people. Hey yo, remember this shit from last night? Women are designed to be raped. Niggas is bugging. <laughs> the incel rage Sunday night heat special. That was lit. Anyway, I'm just pulling up. Well, not I'm not pulling up technically. I'm in the area of my work, my working environment. You see what I mean? I'm pulling up into um, the area of my working environment. Not really excited about this fucking Monday. I think it's the first official week of December. Although December 2nd was Friday, I think. But this is the first full week of December. 
the last month of the year always a time for people to reflect always a time for people to think back on what type of year they had their ups and downs the good the bad and the indifferent and for me this is just another another day for me to go to work and get this day over with so nothing new to me another monday I figure when I come in here, this parking lot is always damn near full, if not full, in which I have to park in my secret spot. But I ain't going to park in that secret spot yet. I'm going to park in my secret spot later on. All right. So it's 135, 134. And I want to make sure I have everything on me here. I got my uh, handy dandy neck tech which is on a hundred percent at the moment um i got my usb cord which was what i was looking for because my phone is currently on 68 percent but then again that's that's with recording damn near three hours already in the beginning of the day I mean, if I could, if I could keep this like routine, legit, I'd be straight. But most of the time, that's never the case. I'll never be able to do the shit that I'm doing now, which is recording two hours before going to work, be able to do the first episode, then work on the second episode, get to work, and then finish the episode before stepping in to punch in. I just had to remember I had my work keys on me. I didn't leave those at the house. I got my Arizona Mucha Mango for later on, so I'm going to keep that there. <sighs> Sorry. I needed to take a sip of my beverage. I got my handy dandy uh, mini jumper cables for me getting the fuck out of here, starting my car and recording. I forgot there's a Monday and Wednesday. There's a, a lot of shit that I have to do throughout the day. And today just so happens to be Monday. I forgot. So I got to get ready to do a lot of shit today, but I'll still be able to throw down one episode for y'all. I'm going to do a crash out Coliseum because all the clips that I have will pretty much just be shit that I'm listening to throughout the day. I didn't have enough time uh, to really pay attention on the fact that I didn't have enough audio to go through for, you know, the nighttime episode that I'm doing for tomorrow morning. And like I said, I'm doing all this to sort of give myself a break if I need to. Um, I know tomorrow, depending on how I feel tomorrow, you know, I can I can do either one episode in the morning, save that for the afternoon or whatever the fuck. But yeah, one thirty seven. Jesus, 54 minutes. There was something I wanted to talk about throughout the weekend. I'm hoping I saved it within my notes. If I didn't, then that will suck. Oh, no, I got it here. The Cosby slash hip hop culture. The Cosby slash hip hop culture. Now, what what inspired me to talk about this was the video from the last episode dealing with Mark Curry um, talking about his party days with Diddy and Bad Boy at that time and how he would go into the clubs and these women would line up to meet them and be with them and shake hands, take pictures and hang out with these rappers and shit. And these rappers and certain entertainers allegedly had separate alcoholic beverages. And one set of alcoholic beverages were regular 
for the rappers, Cristal, shit like that. The other alcoholic beverages were alcoholic beverages spiked with pills and all this other shit. And um, this whole idea, right? And, and this is important to mention. It was an idea that this was considered a routine thing. This was considered hip hop culture to drug women and have their way with them or to drug women. And those women know they're being drugged and for rappers to have their way with them. Now, this is some spooky shit, but you realize what the nineties were. A lot of niggas from the nineties were very spooky individuals. Niggas in the nineties were out of pocket, bro. Let's keep it a buck. Like, niggas in the 90s were out of pocket. You understand? So you could understand sort of this party, party atmosphere to where you could walk into a club and you would think, oh, it's just celebrities at the club. No, they doing, they setting shit up for the party party. They at the party. They at the party. The party's at the club. The party party is at the hotel suite. And then the after party is at the resort. These niggas don't play around. These niggas ain't playing around. And they got a lot of freaky shit going on. And the thing that was puzzling about it was how Mark Curry said it just upfront and honest about it. He was like, that was just what we did. That was the thing. And he mentioned Cosby and said that Cosby did the same thing. He just did too many and he got caught. Which goes to show you that this type of behavior was acceptable at one time by these so-called brothers in this particular business and at that particular level with all that particular money. That was Diddy today is still powerful. He's taking L's after L, but he's still powerful. Um, At that time where he's at his height, I mean, he was damn near untouchable. So all the people, all the if you were a top artist and you can look this up, all the top artists have a picture with Diddy. Diddy is that guy to where, like, if you get in part, if you get invited to one of his parties, that's like an accomplishment for up and coming rapper. And I'm being real with y'all because that's sort of like how the culture works. Look at Africa Bambada during the 80s. Or during the 80s and 90s, and still to this day, people look at Africa Bambata as an untouchable personality, an untouchable entity within the hip-hop culture, within the mecca of hip-hop. They look at Africa Bambata as a god figure, right? Believe it or not, to an extent, may not be a god figure, but sort of a print of hip-hop mindset or just a a, a, a a prince of hip-hop mentality or outlook that people have when they talk about Diddy. You heard, I think I played the game, I think I played the game talking about uh, Diddy and how he wanted to get signed by Diddy at one point, but Diddy had a lot of things going on at that time with the whole restaurant in Atlanta and all the other things, the other ventures that Diddy was a part of. But you kind of see that with certain guys and how they talk about Diddy. There's people that have in the game, in the industry, they have high admirations for Diddy. Those people will never turn on Diddy. Those people will never say anything that goes against Diddy because a lot of these people came up under Diddy. And not on no freaky homosexual shit, but I mean, they came up listening to Diddy. They came up, some of these guys like Usher came up under the mentorship of Diddy. So it's very interesting to see. You'll never see those celebrities be asked about Diddy. And if they're asked about Diddy, they're not going to answer it. They're not going to go into it. Some of them may just, they'll have a way of words where they can explain a situation without saying much about it without having to put their input on it. Because if they put their input on it, then they're kind of held accountable by certain people for doing that. The thing about Diddy, and I mentioned this before, in the situation where it's sort of the Cosby hip-hop culture collides, is you see sort of the, the movements and how Diddy goes about things. And a lot of people have been pointing it out for decades and years. Like I said, the Mark Curry 
the Mark Curry um, clip that we played from the last episode was from over 10 years ago, but people are still only paying attention to what he said currently. That ain't shit compared to what he said in the past. He was saying a whole bunch of wild shit in the past. That was because at the same time, he was trying to promote a book. So he was trying to give people a little bit of what's going on without giving up too much information. People like myself, I look at him more now as somebody where you already had a book that came out 10, 12 years ago. Now you can get into three or four pages of the book and therefore get a more bigger audience to to move the book. But a lot of niggas ain't thinking like that. They just want to be in front of the camera. They want the spotlight. It's their time to shine. It's their moment of fame. And I think what's going to happen is this shit's going to get oversaturated. It's still going to be fun to talk about, but I think there's not going to be a lot of things that are that are said in the terms of accusations or allegations and it have any weight. We're only kind of going off of speculation. We're only going off of what's being sort of put in front of us. Now, a lot of people are going into the conspiracy theorist thing that Clive Davis had some type of control or had some type of helping when it came to him. We talked about this before, too, where apparently um, Clive Davis protected Diddy in a lot of situations where they were going to fire Diddy or they said Diddy was out of control of certain situations. Clive Davis was the one who allegedly stood up and, and you know, really helped Diddy kind of get to where he's at, right? Um, Clive Davis, open, open uh, bisexual. He talks about it openly. A lot of people will say him coming out about it would kind of protect him in the case of if somebody comes out against him. That can also be an accusation, allegedly. That's the thing. Where he came out around the time where he did somebody else dirty and they were going to come out and say that he did this and that. So who knows if that's true? But I'm saying all this to say that there's an origin to a lot of these people. When you think about celebrities and these celebrities who get involved in bad shit, wicked shit, wild shit, you kind of have to look at the mentors and question them rather than the person who's the perpetrator. Because of that, You know, there's so many stories and so many allegations about Clive Davis. We already went over a few on here and you guys know my opinion. I can care either way. It's kind of just worth mentioning with everything else circulating with the Diddy situation. Um, There isn't going to be much more to come um, from Cassie's point of view, but the other people that's coming up, like I said, if they don't have anything solid, I mean, you can get people who are, who's been the closest to them, right? Close security guards. A lot of security guards are talking about it. You're not going to get a lot of former artists like Mark Curry. You're definitely not getting current artists unless you're talking about 50 Cent, which he's already levels ahead of the typical hip hop artist today. He's a mogul. In fact, some people would say that it's really... 50 cent rubbing rubbing it in on Diddy on a business sense. People are talking about um for people that don't know, um Diddy, I mean uh 50 Cent is allegedly um uh, chipping in or putting together a documentary exposing Diddy, but we don't know if that's true or not, but that's been circulating. So you got a lot of a lot of shit going on with this situation, right? Um the Diddy documentary could, in fact, destroy Diddy if that were to ever be released. Um, even the talk of it is kind of just like, damn, you know, it's getting real. It's um, the thing that separates him. A lot of people try to connect the dots. Well, what about R. Kelly? Well, R. Kelly didn't have the pool that um, R. Kelly didn't have the pool that Diddy had. You know, Diddy has essentially an empire. And he's in the stance of hip hop for what we know it as. He's he's the guy responsible for Biggie. So people will always connect Biggie to Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Brother Love, whatever he considers himself. So, you know, who knows what's to come? 
Uh, we got an episode coming up. Like I said, I'm already at my job, so when I'm done this shit, I'm pretty much going in, getting ready to do my eight and hit the gate. It's almost 150. That gives me a good 15 minutes to get all the things that I need to get, including this equipment and this machine charged up. But as I always say, in the meantime and in between time, and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, a random episode, a random edition. Shout out to Playback. But this is a random episode of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Signing out. Peace.